Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen. With Chris Clark. The 2007 South Carolina class was... At that time, sixth in the country and fourth in the SEC, which is amazing. West Mitchell. You know, I think if you're South Carolina, you're you're aiming to, to at least be at 50%. Then in theory, you're adding talent, you're getting better, you're putting yourself in a position to compete. And Tyler Head. It's been a great week for South Carolina. On the recruiting front, still certainly plenty to talk about. On the home of the Gamecocks. 107.5. The Game. Uh, yeah. And welcome into the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Tyler West and Chris along with you here on 107.5 The Game. And what a weekend it was to be a Gamecocks fan as everything went right. You had baseball getting the series win over Clemson, the women's basketball team winning an SEC tournament once again. Men's basketball team even won on Saturday wrapping up the regular season. And somebody on the Firehouse Subs text line said even ice hockey won against Clemson on Friday night. So an all-time weekend from a Gamecocks front. Tyler, you did leave out softball. Oh, sorry about that. The, softball. Uh, the, the weekend sweep and run-ruled UNCW. All right, so softball Throw too. That sorry about that. Too. No, no, there's, there's there, probably there, others. There was so much happening, it's hard to keep up with all yeah. that. You didn't forget cock hockey. No, <laughs> I did not. Which, uh, you know, I, I like those guys on Twitter. That's man. a good one. Very They're entertaining. On Twitter. But, yeah, softball won too. You know, it, it's hard to pull off the sweep. Yeah. Like, even when you have a great weekend, it feels like there's maybe always one that kind of, I don't know, screws everything up. But, you know, in the case of South Carolina, winning, beating Clemson, not just in baseball. And, and after the way the series start, you know, you know you're looking at this thing. Like, Carolina did not play a good game at all on Friday. Yeah. Like, let's just call it what it is. Um, did not respond well, I guess, to maybe being on the road for the first time. Great crowd, great atmosphere. They just didn't play well. It wasn't just they got beat. They didn't play well. Yeah, didn't get any extra base hits on Friday. Saturday, about half of that game, you're sitting there saying Clemson is about to be up 2-0 in this series. And then, you know, you saw them come through. Like, I, I think we've seen them, you know, we've seen them have clutch moments. But let's be honest, you, to me... Sometimes you have clutch moments just because you are better than your opponent. And most of the teams, probably all the teams they had played so far, they're just better. They're just more talented than. So Clemson, for South Carolina to go out there, to be in Greenville, to be on you know neutral site, you're playing on kind of a big stage, and uh, to come through with some big hits, uh, to hit some bombs. Um, I mean, you could see the energy just erupt from, uh, from that dugout. Um, you know, when they got those big hits late in game two. And then they, they really it felt like they just carried that momentum into Sunday. I mean, that was that was kind of like a workman-type effort from them on Sunday. The game, you know, it was close for the first few innings, but but really, to me, it felt like South Carolina was in control. They, they had so many hard-hit balls and balls that were just short 
um, of going out in the first place. I kind of felt like Clemson was living dangerously yeah. for that entire game, and then Carolina kind of came through. If the, if the if the wind was blowing out, then Carolina might have beat them by fifteen. Yeah, there Sunday. was there was a stretch there, kind of mid game where it was batting practice. It yeah. was like Clemson was throwing a beach ball um, that traveled farther than a beach ball could. Because I, I mean, how many were there guys that? were right at the fence or warning track. Three, four? I remember probably. at yeah. least three off the top of my head. Um, by the way, shameless plug, uh, we've got Gavin Cassis in nice. on Thursday. Okay, awesome. Garnet Trust Hour, and he had two bombs yes. that he did. yesterday. So we, uh, you know what, we're, we're kind of, we're batting very well on guys. We had James Hicks right, right after his... Um, Return to action, pitched very well. And James Hicks. And then after that, look I mean, at what he's done. Hicks, masterful through four he was innings yesterday. Yesterday. Yeah. Let, let, can we take just a minute? We got to get back to the bigger picture, baseball and, and everything else happened this week. He didn't weekend. throw the cutter, I'm guessing. <laughs> we can ask him. I, yeah. I think he left. He, he, he still got the cutter shelved. But let me give some context on James Hicks, how good he's been. Okay. All right. Uh, so he has been, I mean, statistically... I had to look up. I'm like, he probably has one of the highest whips in the country. You know, when when you look at that metric, walks and hits per innings pitched, lowest, I should say. One of the highest. One of the terms. best. Ones. One of the best is the best word. Thank you, Wes. <laughs> and indeed, he does. He is 10th in the country um, in that metric and third in the SEC right now. Uh whip for James Hicks, 0.57, and he's also pitched more innings than the number one in the country, which is Darren Williams from Kentucky. He's pitched 11 innings as a 0.18 whip, but he's been fantastic. You know, just eye test, right? I mean, you look at yesterday, Eric Backich, Clemson's coach, talked about it. He brought up Hicks kind of unprompted more than once Mm -hmm. and talked about the run on his fastball and just how good Hicks was. He He basically just shut Clemson down. Um, when you look at what he's done, trying to pull up some of my statistics now. All right, here we go. So James Hicks, I mean, he's 3-0. and uh, He's pitched in four games, um, 14 total innings. He's given up just four hits, no extra base hits at all, no doubles, no triples, no homers. Um, he's given up no runs. Like I said, no homers. He's walked just four batters overall, and he's struck out 14. So he's he's been completely dominant when he's come in the game. He's got you know a couple of starts. He's got a couple of appearances in relief. I know Wes and I watched the game together yesterday, and I looked over and said, "I feel like we're going to see some some James Hicks today." And he came in and just completely slammed the door on Clemson. I um I think we're kind of seeing this team start to be at least uh, pitching wise on paper. They they kind of are what we thought they were. We thought there'd be more depth. Um, I, I think they're still figuring out the order and the proper use and who's going to be long relief and who's going to close. And, you know, I I think you're looking not, not that anybody's necessarily done anything to possibly lose any weekend jobs, but the, the great thing about it right now is that you have some guys who I think are, are kind of mm-hmm. pushing um, to where you would, if somebody had to, slot in there, you know, on Sunday potentially, then you would feel good about some of these other guys stepping in there, but I think what you're seeing is not 
you know, there were times last year it really felt Carolina, you, you want to be able to make a decision on whether to pull a pitcher or leave him in sure. based on the merits of the exact situation right. and not feel like you have to leave a pitcher in by default because you just don't have enough length in your bullpen. And I, I thought last year there were a lot of times where Carolina uh, was having to make decisions based too much on like the overall status of their depth or lack thereof. Right. Whereas this year, I think you're going to be in a much better situation. You know, uh, Mahoney w- was good, yeah. but uh, he did get in some trouble along the way. And then you felt good just saying, all right, you know, he's done his part. Let's get this thing to Hicks. And then Hicks was so good that you were like, all right, we're just going to ride this guy. Yeah, and we, I think we'd all agree they have a solid rotation of five different starters, this being the last week that you're going to play two midseason games playing mm-hmm. against Citadel. And then uh, they play on Wednesday. They play Upstate on Wednesday. So this is the last week you have to deal with the two um, midweek games. We've seen both Hicks and Jerzenbeck come in in relief roles. So as you get into conference play the following weekend where you're uh, going on the road, taking on Georgia, you can kind of figure out where you want to slot those guys in if you want to use them on the weekend um, and then maybe have one of them for that usual midweek uh, midweek game as well. But we knew this team was going to be really good from the pitching standpoint. Heard a lot of people going into the season giving, you know, giving them the, the praise of being an Omaha-level pitching staff. We just needed the offense to match that and through the first 12 games of the season. So far, so good. The pitching staff even is a little bit more shorthanded than we anticipated. Right, A couple of the transfers, Ricky Williams from Clemson, uh, Roman Kimbrell, who probably would have probably would have given them a good bit in some form or fashion, the Notre Dame transfer, neither of them able to go. But fortunately, they have, you know, guys with experience from last season. Uh, some of them, you know, probably thrown into the fire a little bit more than you anticipated last year because of those injuries. They'd been able to stay healthy. And here's another thing I keep going back to. I don't think Kingston said it after this weekend, but he said it more than once leading up to this past weekend. And that is, he doesn't feel like he's seen the best. We've seen the best from this pitching staff. You know, um, specifically, I think he mentioned Will Sanders and James Hicks because Hicks has had that long layoff, because Sanders didn't pitch as much of as some of his colleagues, whether it's teammates or other guys around the league, like in the summer. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. He's not where Kingston thinks he will be, where Justin Parker thinks he will be. And certainly when you look at kind of how guys have performed so far, I mean, Hicks has been lights out, whether it's been starting role or coming out of the pen. Noah Hall, aside from that, basically that one inning against Clemson, has been outstanding, super competitive. He can go deep in games for you. Will Sanders is the one that I think you can point to that really hasn't been himself so far but we know the kind of talent that he has. So if he can continue to come along, he's still your Friday night starter. Yeah. If he can come along and if he can hit his stride, then you've got well, a chance to be really, really dangerous. And, and that's what these non-conference series are for, to 
start out the season for a couple weeks before you get into conference play, work those bugs out, kind of figure out where you want to put guys um, before you get into the meat of the games that really matter. Again, starting this, not this weekend, but next weekend um, against Georgia. But but overall as a whole, and, and Coach Kingston, I actually want to play a cut for you guys because um, Coach Kingston, you know, was asked about the loss on Friday and, you know, uh, he kind of shrugged it off a little bit saying, hey, you know, you're going to lose games. That's just how baseball goes. And he was kind of re-asked the question after yesterday's win on Sunday after taking the series. And here's what he had to say about the confidence uh, he has in this team as a whole. I really do. I was asked the question in this venue uh, a few days ago, you know, what's changed over the years. I've I've decided that I'm going to try to do everything I can to, number one, enjoy this rivalry this weekend. But as a coach, I need to do that more than I have. You know, I'm getting to the age now where I need to enjoy what I get to do. And I'm trying to do that in, in terms of the relationships with our players. I'm trying not to make it life and death like it can feel sometimes. And yeah. I, that's, I think it's, but that being said, it's also a confidence in the ball club we have that we can bounce back and that we would bounce back. And again, while you're still maybe trying to figure out the exact specifics of what the rotation or what the lineup's going to be, you overall have the confidence that you've got a really good team no matter where you put these guys. Well, I think the uh, we knew on paper this is this team was going to pitch, and you know, I I don't think on paper we thought they were going to hit the way they have, and I you know I, I still think they're. Yeah, there's going to be some questions there when you get into SEC play and you're you're facing elite elite pitching. Um, most of the time, probably two of the three starters that you're going to face, as good as the SEC is, are going to be pretty elite guys. So you know the numbers are still going to come way down. But I, I thought um, what, what we saw, you know, obviously Saturday and Sunday, some guys kind of coming out of their shells a little bit, some guys who haven't yet maybe done it at this level but are, are really coming into their own um you know th- these are there's a lot of guys in this lineup that if you go back and look um were very highly regarded uh, you know by perfect game and by the the different baseball recruiting ranking services and so i, I think we're kind of starting to see that and we're starting to see you know leaders take hold we're starting to see different guys at different spots in the lineup take hold and and that's really when you schedule it the way they have um, you know, other than Clemson, kind of what teams you should beat, it really gives you an opportunity, I, I think, to to go in there and 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 kind of give guys a chance to to earn their spots and or hold on to their spots. And I, I think that's exactly what we're seeing. Before we uh, go to break, guys, guess what today is? Well, I know it's Meatball Monday. That's exactly where I was going. Meatball Monday. Celebrate the big weekend. If you're hungry, which I am, really hungry, actually, Wes. Going over to your local firehouse subs, 14 different locations throughout the Midlands. If you're around us here on the studio downtown, just shoot on over to Main Street. If not, I'm sure there's one right around you from here to Sumter to Orangeburg. Firehousesubs.com is where you can go and use the Rapid Rescue to order. That's where you can order online. You can customize your firehouse sub if you want. Get the best deal, which is $5.99 for a small, $7.99 for a medium. There's a sub of the day for every day. Today is, of course, Meatball Monday. If you want to add a little twist, you can still get the deal, but you can get it Wes's way. Add pepperoni. That's going to be a thing here soon. If you can go into those any firehouse subs soon, I think you'll be able to ask for it Wes's way. And they'll slap some pepperoni on there for you. So check them out, firehousesubs.com, the Rapid Rescue, or download the Firehouse Subs app. So a couple Gamecocks that are very familiar with this rivalry at Clemson had a little bit of fun with it on social media after the game. 
We'll talk about that on the other side. You're listening to the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, 107.5 The Game. Presented by Firehouse Subs. Founded by Firemen with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head on your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. Welcome back into the Gamecocks Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Obviously, South Carolina and Clemson, a very heated rivalry no matter which way you're looking at it. And there are three guys on the South Carolina baseball team that know both sides of it very well. That being Jonathan French, Dylan Brewer, and Ricky Williams, who transferred in from Clemson for this season. And after uh, yesterday's win, I don't know if you guys saw this on Instagram, Jonathan French put out a picture on Twitter of all three of these guys in the dugout saying the grass is indeed greener, uh, talking about the Gamecocks getting the series win. So glad to see these guys are leaning into the South Carolina angle of this now. Shots fired, man. I mean, uh, Brewer got booed out of his shoes at Clemson uh, on Friday. Uh, so there was no love lost there. I'm sure this one, uh, I'm sure this one felt really, really good, uh, you know, for him. And, uh, you know, Carolina, obviously this rivalry, uh, you know, means a lot in, in football. And But there's a lot of national rivalries in football. And, you know, I, I think in, in basketball, it doesn't really quite have the same feel to it. But for baseball, I think, for as long as I've been alive, this has easily been one of the best national rivalries out there because both programs ha- are, you know, have had so much success over the years. So uh, I thought this weekend lived up to it, and now you have guys, you know, you have some weird connection here, guys that have played at Clemson that are now, you know, at South Carolina. You got Monty Lee, who obviously was the head coach there, um, but yeah, the Clemson crowd was giving it to him on Friday. I got a feeling maybe that Instagram post doesn't happen if he didn't receive such a uh, not-so-warm welcome uh, back home on Friday. Yeah, Dylan Brewer had himself a hit yesterday as well, a double, uh, late in the game, and had, had a few antics. I think he was, like, pointing to the helmet logo and laughing about it or something. It, it was pretty funny. Um, yeah, I mean, Clemson fans, a little upset about it. They're dropping some comments. You know, and there, Ricky Williams didn't get, I mean, we mentioned earlier, he didn't get a chance because he's injured this year. Um, French, I don't think, saw any at-bats. But uh, Dylan Brewer had an impact. French is a guy that has played for this Gamecocks team and will continue to make an impact, just not this past weekend. So some good additions. And, hey, that's what it's about. You know, Backich, Eric Backich, Clemson's coach, he mentioned going into the series, like, this is two teams that really they don't like each other, and that's the way it's supposed to be. So that's a good thing. And there was certainly some jawing back and forth this weekend. I remember after Cole Messina hit that ball completely, just, I think, broke a window in that building <laughs> that was above the Green Monster in left field and, uh, you know, had some fun with it. And I, I remember I saw the one angle and, and one of Clemson's guys in the dugouts yelling at him to run instead of, you know, doing having a little the fun. home run trot. Yeah, you, yeah. It, it was a it was a trot. It took him a while to start, but that's what it's about. Well, and you know, Colmasina, obviously not a former Clemson player, but he was he was getting booed like crazy. <laughs> I guess just because um he he said he got hit by that one pitch and they thought he didn't, but dude was getting booed like crazy on Friday. Yeah, and then that had to that had to mean a little bit more 
for him. And, and you could tell, I mean, that was an epic bat flip and response to hitting that ball, which is still floating around somewhere with Elon Musk's uh, satellites up there, I think. I mean, that thing was absolutely smashed um, and, and helped put the exclamation point on it. And it ended up being needed because Clemson did answer back, you know, in their half of the ninth. But, guys, this is the first time Chris and I already talked about this, so he knows the answer. But the last time South Carolina beat Clemson in what I guess – and see, I, I was struggling to figure out what you officially call it. I know what fans unofficially call it, but I I would say first time in the big three men's sports or really you can say the first time in for South Carolina, the big four, yeah. which would be – Obviously, South Carolina football, South Carolina men's and women's basketball, and then winning the baseball series. Do you know, Tyler, when the last time that happened was? Colin and I talked about this. It would have okay. been the 2011-2012 calendar year Yes, for sports. How, how, long did, how much did y'all go into this? Not super deep. Okay, because I, um, I, I got some thoughts. I, I love to give people the context. So Barack Obama was still president. Right. When that happened. First term. So, popular movies in 2012 included The Avengers. The first one. Yes. The very first Avengers. Um, Skyfall. The Dark Knight Rises. Good one. The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah. 21 Jump Street. Classic. Came out in 2012. Some app was growing in popularity called Instagram. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Blockbuster still existed, okay. even though there weren't many of them. And from a South Carolina perspective, Don Staley had not yet won an SEC championship at South Carolina. Frank Martin was not yet South Carolina's men's basketball coach. And some guy named Malik Cook was South Carolina's leading scorer. Markeisha Grant was women's basketball leading scorer. Ray Tanner was still coaching baseball at South Carolina. And not only had Steve Spurrier, Steve Spurrier was South Carolina's football coach, not only had he not made that comment of I'll be retiring in two to three years yet, but he had only won one of what would eventually be the three famous 11-win seasons for South Carolina. Wow. So, And we were still, uh, Clowney's hit hadn't even happened yet by that point because that was January of 13. Yeah, the hit did not exist yet. Wow. Man, I was a sophomore in high school at this that point in time. That was a long time. time ago. Yes. I'd only been doing this job like full time, like two years. Gives you some perspective. If you, um, so let's see, that was what, 11 years ago? Yeah, 11 years ago. Um, what grade are you in if you're 11 years old? So we were actually talking about this. I think we figured out Jerzenbeck would have been in like second or third third grade at this point in time yeah if you're a true freshman at 18 years old 
That'd make you like seven. So yeah, like second or third grade. That's crazy. Yeah, so if you're... By the way, we have our Firehouse Subs uh, text line. Give us uh, 4460100 with 803 area code. This is the best Gamecock weekend since when? That's what I want to know because, again, everything was coming up aces for you, but it really, I feel like, it was a great year in the Palmetto Series for South Carolina, regardless of this, you know, to finally beat Clemson in football. The men's basketball win is, looking back, an in incredible. Hi- in hindsight, very impressive. Incredible win. Clemson's done in, the, in their conference play. Yeah, but to add, you know, to add the baseball win on top of it, that uh, pretty, pretty special stuff. Absolutely. I think, um, you know, when you, when you kind of pit this against the last time it actually happened, 2011, I mean, you, you can maybe make an argument either way of, of which is better. I think that, you know, you think back to the baseball team, for instance, I mean, that baseball team had lost the year prior to mm-hmm. Clemson in the series. And in fact, in the regular season series, because again, they, they, they played them again later that year, and game three of that series, they lost 19-6 to in Columbia. They come back, they play Clemson um, in the NCAA tournament, knock them out, go on and win the national championship. So the 2011 team beats Clemson in the regular season, go on and win another national championship. And then you think about the football program, like Wes said, the first of those Spurrier 11-win seasons, you are by that point continuing a Clemson streak. This year, South Carolina starts a Clemson streak, but I feel like this one was much more cathartic, probably, than mm-hmm. back then, right? Because you, um, you know, you didn't, you got swept last year in baseball. Come back, you win it this year, and and the fashion in which you did it, the the basketball program. I don't know if any of us were picking South Carolina to win that game at home. Didn't didn't really know about Clemson how good they'd be. They've turned out to be a pretty darn good team this year, and and like you said, Tyler, in hindsight pretty quality win there but that was a nice one and then you certainly look at football and all those things i mean you knock clemson out of the playoff you break the streak uh 40 straight wins for clemson at home etc etc i feel like this was probably it should be rather you know one of the sweetest in quite a while absolutely again let us know on the firehouse subs text line 803-404-6100 this past weekend was the best weekend for south carolina since when we'll answer some of those as the show goes along Speaking of winning, though, the women's basketball team continued to do that over the weekend. We'll talk about that next. Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour. With Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head. On your home of the Gamecocks. 107.5 The Game. No, winning championships, it never gets old. Because you, you have to... I mean, we, we, we often have to remind ourselves where we come from. Like, we, uh, we used to come to this tournament, and we're out in one day. And then, we, and then the season was over. So it was um, just, just working towards getting to this place. Um, and once, once we're here, we're going to enjoy it. Enjoy it because there were a lot of times in which the season ended prematurely. And on, on a sour note. On those days in which uh, tw- uh, 15, uh, 12 to 15 years ago when we weren't competing for championships. And, and th- those weren't fun times, but there were times in which humbled you 
and allowed you to figure things out so you could have days like this to enjoy. That was Gamecock women's head coach Don Staley talking about not getting tired of winning after yesterday's SEC tournament championship game where they dispatched of Tennessee 74-58 after running through Arkansas and Ole Miss in the earlier rounds. 32-0 and on the season now setting their sights to the NCAA tournament coming up at the end of next week. Well, they were able to notch one thing they didn't get last year, and that's the SEC tournament win as they continue to uh, pursue another national championship. Yeah, and I mean, you you could tell this this is important. Obviously, they are in a situation where they they have greater goals for this year. And, you know, I I thought Chris Wellbaum, who does a fantastic job of covering this team and program for us on GamecockCentral.com, did a fantastic job of just sort of framing that up and, you know, Chris, I'm, I'm thinking we need to have Wellbaum on the show at some point during this run because, uh, you know, he, he covers it very well and has covered it back to those times like Don Staley was talking about before they had won the SEC championship, before they won a national title. And, you know, the way he framed it up is, uh, you know, South Carolina basically has a goal of three nets, no matter what happened along the way to get you there. And uh, so they are chasing something very few teams have ever been able to do. And uh, you can tell that that matters to them. And I, I think a big reason for that is not just the talent. Look no further than just – this is just the latest example, but Aaliyah Boston giving her uh, trophy from the tournament team to L.A., Leticia me here, and uh, telling her that she deserved it. Just uh, yet another example of how closely connected these players are. Yeah, and you look at what Dawn has done. I mean, I just kind of marvel at it, the consistency – of the program, you know, she took over in 2008 for Susan Walvius. First year was a struggle. Weren't a lot of people in the stands. 10 and 18, 2 and 12 in conference play, finished 11th in the SEC, but then the trajectory, you start ticking up. Next year, you still have a losing record overall and in conference. In, in 2010, you have a winning record overall, not in conference get to the WNIT, and then 2011 was the breakthrough year, right? You get 25 wins. You get 10 conference wins. You make the Sweet 16. After that year, after 2011, aside from one bump of in the 2012 and 13 season, South Carolina made just the second round of the NCAA tournament. They've been Sweet 16 or better in every season since. And... Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Like Wes said, it, it is hard. I know we kind of oversay this probably. It, it is very hard to win every single game, particularly when you're playing a basketball game. You're playing 30 games or more in a season. It's incredibly difficult, you know, to do that, especially with the target on your back, especially when, you know, they've steamrolled a lot of teams, but they haven't steamrolled everybody, and they've played some really good teams, and they've been behind, or they've uh, not played their best basketball for a quarter or three quarters or three and a half quarters but they've continually answered the bell and been able to 
come back, been able to make a big play here and there, make a big shot here and there. The depth of this team, how well they're coached, and just the overall program, you know, just extremely impressive. I think um, something that I don't think I've ever just really thought of before, but she also did this before the transfer portal was a thing. You know, if if Don Staley took over South Carolina right now, she could have five transfers and, you know, do this thing in a much quicker way. But back then, I mean, you're talking about 2008-2009 season. You you kind of had you had to build it up step by step by step and and that's exactly what she's done to the point that I mean we've talked about this a ton but to the point that literally they have a backup five that could beat a lot of teams not all teams but a lot of teams starting five right now and I you know I I think if you're if you're Carolina fans if you're Don Staley if there's group this is clearly what they're doing they're trying to enjoy every moment. You're not trying to look ahead to the tournament. You're not trying to look ahead to, um, you know, even next year. And what is it going to look? Enjoy what you have right now. Enjoy yeah. this special thing that's going on. And um, and really sort of uh, just soak it all up. Yeah. Um, and Staley talked about that after the game. Uh, similar to the men's selection, Sunday's going to be coming up this Sunday. We'll find out the women's bracket at 8 o'clock on ESPN. So you're not looking at a first-round game until either St. Patrick's Day or next Saturday on the uh, the 18th. So the, the player's going to have a few days off for spring break. Staley's going to hit the road recruiting for a few days while they have that break. So, yeah, definitely some time to soak it in a little bit. By the way, guys, uh, this is not only South Carolina women's basketball championship season or baseball season. This is integrated media season, Chris, because if you notice, a bunch of these games are all on streaming only. So if you uh, if the whole streaming thing is a little bit out of your league or just uh, you have issues with that, call our friends at Integrated, 803-948-8327. That's also IntegratedMediaInc.com. They specialize in smart home installation services here in the Midlands. And uh, anything that involves, you know, maybe getting your TV hung or making sure that your internet service is fast enough to stream all these games, they can handle that for you. So, of course, shout out to them for being a sponsor here on the show. And, again, give them a call, 803-948-8327. They can help you with any of your smart home needs. Come back on the other side, talk a little bit of men's basketball, wrapping up today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs on 107.5 The Game. It's the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour, presented by Firehouse Subs, founded by Firemen, with Chris Clark, Wes Mitchell, and Tyler Head, on your home of the Gamecocks, 107.5 The Game. Bulldogs inbound with 2.1 seconds left. Down by six. McBride lets one fly, and that will do it. At long last, you can put spurs on this one. South Carolina wins at home in its final regular season contest. Their first SEC home win of the season. They defeat Georgia 61-55 to improve to 11-20, 4-14 in SEC play. The final piece of the great weekend for Gamecock Athletics was that men's basketball win on Saturday over Georgia, 61-55 to wrap up the regular season, as you mentioned there. First conference win at home on the season. Now the team sets their sights to the SEC tournament where they get Ole Miss in the first round action on Wednesday. And uh, from there, it's, you know, see how far you can go and uh, wrap up the season. Was Derek all right there at the end? I think uh, some relief. Yes. Of some sort? Yes. 
That uh, well, hey man, I mean the season has not been what anybody on the men's basketball side wanted it to be. I'm sure, but credit to them. Senior night, you always want to send your seniors out on a high note. Uh, you know, Hayden Brown, I, I think, has really embraced his one year at South Carolina. Actually, saw Hayden at uh, the baseball game on Sunday, supporting the baseball team, and. You know, it, it clearly has meant a lot to him to have this opportunity to play at South Carolina. So, uh, to end it in the regular season on a high note, they go into SEC tournament. Uh, you know, short of a miracle run, uh, you know, the the end of the season is near. But uh, you know, that, that is a very winnable game against Ole Miss to start this thing. I guess they're matched up with Tennessee after that. That has proven to be a tough matchup for South Carolina. But I mean, beating Georgia, winning your you know your final home game, final regular season game. Never a bad thing. Speaking of Georgia, let, let me give you this. If you're looking for some type of glimmer of hope, and Wes, I think most people probably on the same page that it's not fair to expect that miracle run. That's what it would be, miracle run through the SEC tournament. South Carolina beat Georgia, um, as we documented, this weekend, and they were actually part of one of those such miracle runs back in the day. Dennis Felton when he was their coach. Tyler, do you remember this? I do remember that. 2008 when the yeah. uh, tornado hit in Atlanta and they had to finish the yep. tournament at uh, Georgia Tech's what arena. A crazy. I know. Wild weekend. weekend. No, no word on if there'll be a tornado at the SEC tournament this time to, I don't know, maybe help South Carolina. But that Georgia team was, uh, you could probably say, a little better. Not a good team. They're 17-17 overall. They did have four conference wins. There's a couple more conference games now than there were back then. But they were 4-12, 11th in the SEC at the time, and then went on a run, won the SEC tournament, made the field of 64 automatically, of course, lost. They did not win, and then Dennis Felton was summarily dismissed the following season. But point is, it can happen. Yeah. Uh, you don't you expect get, it to happen. And, get and like hot said, at the Tyler, right time. Yeah, get hot at the right time. Um, a winnable game against Ole Miss, then you'll see where things go. Obviously, there's some teams in the league that South Carolina – um, they've lost more than they've won, and there's certainly some teams in this field that even if they can get past game one, they do not mm-hmm. match up very well with based on what we've seen so far this season in the regular season. Going back to Saturday's game against Georgia, if I would have told you going into this game they were going to be 2 of 14 from 3 and Michi Johnson was going to be 0 for 3, what would you have predicted the final score was going to be? Not a win? Yeah, a double-digit an easy double-digit loss. Yeah, no, I think everybody would agree with you on that, but they played a lot better inside the arc. Michi Johnson went to the free-throw line 11 times. They're finally seeing some physicality down in the paint from him. It just kind of took him all season to get there, but you're starting to see some improvements there, and you get the win, and you know hopefully you win against Ole Miss in the, in the uh, SEC tournament and carry some kind of momentum into the offseason here. Yeah, and then you got to, I mean, Chris and I were just talking about it during the commercial break. You got you got to hit the transfer portal like that's uh, you know I don't know if there's necessarily a ton of guys out there that Carolina's in the game with that you would call high school guys that are just instant impact that they can land and you know right now you need you need multiple instant impact guys I think if you're going to get this thing turned around so, so for me that is transfer portal that is finding some guys who maybe are out there that are in state you know like former in state or local you know carolina's guys that are maybe at a smaller school and doing well and going and trying to bring them back home i think is the the way you're going to have to go for this thing real quick let me take a minute tell you guys about amy mason cup state farm all across the country 
Drivers are reaping rewards, and it is safer driving plus those rewards with the updated Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm. Really cool app. Interactive maps, driving tips, and you can save up to 30%, earn up to 30% by using those dynamic new features. Just download the Drive Safe and Save app from State Farm to get started, or even better, Call or stop by your local State Farm agent's office, and they'll be happy to help you. It's exactly what they did for us over at Amy Mason Cup State Farm. South Carolina native, local agent, she and her team can give you a personalized quote to meet your needs and help you save on all sorts of policies. They're knowledgeable, they're responsive, they're very helpful, I can tell you. Uh, home, auto, business, boat, renter's insurance, life insurance, all that good stuff. AmyMasonCup.com, that's M-A-S-I-N-C-U-P-P.com. AmyMasonCup.com. Their office is right up there off of I-26 on St. Andrews Road, 612 St. Andrews Road, Suite 4. Phone number is 803-772-5554. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. And going back to what you guys were saying about looking to the transfer portal of this offseason, I think it's worth noting that now Coach Paris has an entire year of coaching in the SEC under his belt. And look, he's played against SEC teams before at Chattanooga. He's seen the Big Ten up close and personal during his time in Wisconsin. So he knows what good basketball looks like. But I think experiencing the SEC as a head coach for the first time really gives you insight on what kind of guys you need to bring in. And as much as everybody love, hey, loves Hayden Brown, you know, he's not maybe the quite same level of guy that you need on a consistent uh, day in and day out basis to compete with some of the guys at the top of this conference. So certainly going to be interesting to see what he does uh, in the transfer portal in this offseason. Yeah, and I think it'd be interesting to see what guys uh, stick around as well. I mean, it, it, you know, it used to be, Chris, you were it was almost like um, to talk about guys who could transfer out or could move along um, was almost forbidden. Like, you didn't want to speculate, <laughs> oh, this guy could transfer, this guy could not be back, unless it was like a lottery pick situation like Gigi. Now, guys transfer and move around so much that it, it's just a valid question. Who's going to stay? Who's going to not? You have so much roster turnover and attrition from year to year i think the thing to watch for south carolina will not only be who can you bring in but can you keep some of this core intact and and sort of keep things uh you know moving along with an actual i don't know foundation i Mm -hmm. guess is the word i mean you've had you know i think michi johnson getting to actually play this year you know he didn't play a ton at ohio state some of it was injury based but you know he's come into his own. Jacoby Wright has obviously developed a ton. You know, that you have a couple of guys you can maybe build around. Um, you know, and, and maybe some young guys who haven't played a ton this year either that will play a lot more moving forward. But you need to keep them intact and then just add talent around them, obviously. Yeah, and you remember remember Abrima Deba, who was, you know, tore his ACL before he ever got to play a game for South Carolina as a transfer from Coastal. He's a guy that we haven't even seen. Um, I think he came into this year as a senior, if I'm not mistaken. But if he can, you know, get back from that and progress well, him, Jacoby Wright, Michi Johnson, um, you look at there, there's a couple young guys that have shown some things here and there, right? Haven't played a huge role, but a, a Zachary Davis, Daniel Hankins, Sanford, they've certainly gotten to play some. And Josh Gray is one of the guys on the roster that you'd really, you know, there's maybe three guys on this roster or so that you can kind of see that development that's happened from where they started their career. And Josh Gray as a junior is one of those guys. But you kind of look in the portal or projecting forward into the portal and go, you know, well, what do they need? And I think 
it's a very easy question to answer. It is everything, really. There's not anything you'd look at this roster, any one position, and say, okay, they're totally set. Don't need to look for anything there. Because even if you feel good about, say, Michi, or you feel good about you know, Jacoby Wright, if let's say you go into this season, into next season, thinking those two, if they stick around, are your starters, you're still going to need another guy. Maybe that's Steven, maybe it's somebody else. Um, even if you feel pretty good about Josh Gray, you need more than one adequate big man to to play in the SEC. To your point, Tyler, they've been kind of outmanned, undersized, whatever it may be this year. So, looking at the transfer portal, they they need a little bit of everything or a lot of everything when you look at this team. Yeah, we'll certainly see how they fare on Wednesday coming up against Ole Miss and see where they go from there as far as the SEC tournament is concerned. That'll do it for today's edition of the Gamecock Central Takeover Hour presented by Firehouse Subs. Talk a little bit about the NFL Combine and some Gamecocks out there coming up tomorrow with the Halftime Show with Jay and Terry coming up next here on 107.5 The Game. Lucky Land Casino, asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.